Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so the consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Consumers check the Better Business Bureau website for information about businesses and, as well, they post reviews so that others know about their experiences. And this morning, we're going to look at what sets business reviews on the BBB site apart from other review sources and why it's important to share your good experience. Your home is your biggest life expense. Buying and selling a home is one of the most significant life events from a financial and from a psychological point of view. This morning, we'll talk about the difference between staging a home so it will sell and a redesign that fits your lifestyle for maximum convenience and enjoyment when Gloria Bartlett, president of Fit to Sell, joins us. First, we're joined by Andrew Crook, broker of record with PC275 Realty, a real estate brokerage here in London serving southwestern Ontario. Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you. Andrew, why should we consider having an agent? In today's hot market, it seems real estate sells itself. Great question. Um, I think agents bring a lot to the table. One, the experience of knowing how to buy and sell a property, having done it multiple times. Uh, two, it creates an arm, arm's length transaction, so it allows you to negotiate with uh, buyers separately from yourself and not getting directly involved in the process. And three, good agents can help increase the value of your property. So if you hire an agent with experience and with the support of a brokerage that knows how to raise values in a property, you can get more money ultimately in your pocket. Let's talk commission for a second, Andrew. Um, and I sure. have a clue that commission is involved in PC275, but how is commission determined? Is there such a thing as a fee for service as opposed to a commission on a sale? Yeah, there's many different models to how you can sell your property. And, and I really encourage uh, consumers to do research and to look at other options out there. It's, it's shop around, check your options. That's what uh, I would recommend on that. In regards to how commissions are determined, um, really that's between the agent and the consumer buying the pro- or sorry, selling the property. They can decide what they want to pay and they can decide how they want to pay. Some companies offer upfront fees. Some companies offer uh, fees on the back end. Some companies do a commission based on the sale price. Some companies do a, a set dollar amount for the transaction amount. So there's no right or wrong way of doing it. There's many different options. So that may be something you want to bring up uh, when you start picking an agent or looking or talking to an agent then. Oh, absolutely. Now, I, I mentioned PC275. Mm-hmm. So explain how commission is involved in that name of your company. Absolutely. Well, our original name was uh, Pritchard & Crook Real Estate Brokerage. It was quite a mouthful and, and hard to recruit agents under that brand. So what we decided to do was uh, take our the two founders, which are Pritchard & Crook, and uh, take one of our main product offerings we gave clients, which was a lower commission rate for our base product of 2.75% total commission, which included all of the standard things you'd expect for a standard listing, and then, of course, the option to upsell and add more value to that if they wanted to. So we mentioned commissions. What are some of the questions we should ask to determine if the agent is the type of person we want to work with? It's a good question. So questions I would ask is, one, what kind of experience do you have selling properties? That's a key thing. I mean, that's, that's it's too bad agents are all kind of grouped together because there are experienced good agents and agents who are not so experienced and not so good. Um, so that's the first question I would ask. The second one question I would ask is, what is your brokerage doing for you to help you be better than a typical agent? What are you bringing to the table that's different, that sets you apart from a typical real estate agent or a typical company trying to sell my property? I think those are the two main things I would ask. Hmm. 
Should we ask about how you're going to market or advertise the home? Absolutely. Those are important things as well. And I mean, there's a lot of assumptions out there. So part of, part of me is, is I would assume things that you, you would uh, already know. Um, but you're absolutely right. You should ask, what are you going to do for me to sell and market my property? Every decent agent, decent company is going to bring to the table the standard, you know, internet website, MLS access, decent photographer, those kind of things. But there's a lot of extra things that you can look at to add more equity and value to your property. And that's what I'd be really looking at. It's not so much marketing my property. It's how can you give me the most money for my property? How can you give me the best experience? That's really the questions I'd be looking at. Any good agent should bring marketing to the table. Talk about list price and sale price and Mm -hmm. how that is determined. So a list price is exactly what it sounds like. It's what you're listing your property for. Uh, you walk into a store, you see a sticker price on the shelf, that, that's a list price. Sale price is ultimately what it does go for what, through negotiations. And that may be list price, it may be above or maybe below. All depends on how the offer negotiation goes. And, and how do you determine that? We know that uh, in the past while, the values of homes have uh, changed, or at least the, the money that people are getting for homes has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So what's the influence on that and and... How do you determine uh, what the house you bought 35 years ago is is worth on the market today? It's a good question. Um, again, I would recommend uh, reaching out to experienced realtors in the area who know the market very well. That's a great way to figure out the market value. Get multiple people's opinions so you can kind of trio- sorry, triangulate and find the optimal price for your property. Um, what we do as agents is we look at comparable sale history, look at activity in price ranges of properties that are very similar to yours in the same locales, uh, the same style and interior finishes. And then we, using that information, we then create a, uh, a range of where we feel the property value is. Uh, ultimately, depending on the strategy the seller wants to take, they may want to price aggressively, get multiple offers. They may want to price higher and try to find that right buyer. So it all depends on a combination of things, how fast they want to sell, what, what their optimal strategy is, and, and how much you know, they're willing to invest in regards to fixing up the property or how much time they want to spend on, on the market. All those things matter, and that's where your agent would help you figure that out. What is a listing agreement, and how does it work? A listing agreement is a contract you sign to list your property for sale. Um, there are standard forms that we use in Ontario called by ARIA that you can uh, ask for to make sure that you're getting standardized contracts from any realtor you're meeting with. And simply put, you sit down with a realtor, you would figure out exactly what the services they're providing, what, how much you're paying them, in what way and when you're paying them, and uh, what the expectation to be delivered are. So it's, it's a contract between two parties to get your property sold. How long does that contract typically last them? It's between, uh, again, the agent and, and the consumer. They can decide what they want. Um, we often offer six-month contracts to give enough time to get the property sold, but uh, more than happy to do it sooner if people want to go quicker than that as well too. I believe in the London market, the earliest, or sorry, the, the shortest amount of time that you can do a listing contract for on the MLS is a two-month contract. Once I've lift, listed my home, what should be expected? How often will we see the agent? You have to hold an open house. Mm-hmm. What, what should my expectations be? Uh, that's a really great question. And you want to describe all that and lay all that out at the listing appointment with your agent and, and write it down exactly what it is that you expect them to do. They should be able to clearly express to you what they're going to do when the times are going to see them and, and the kind of engagement and feedback you're going to see. I know for our team, uh, standard, what we expect as kind of the, the standard expectation is they're going to be engaging uh, often with uh, feedback. So every time a showing happens, they should get some sort of feedback report to the seller. Uh, we often will be doing open houses, of course, uh, depending on, on availability and need. And if, if you need additional support, the agents are there to support you as well too. Andrew, is that something that uh, we should expect an agent to lay out for us uh, absolutely all the things it, when we're choosing an agent to 
to have uh, that kind of list so that we totally understand what's going on. Absolutely. The, the number one reason why I hear consumers are upset with agents is because the agents fail to set proper expectations of what to expect for the service and the, and the money they're paying. So absolutely, I, I would not leave that appointment without having a clear understanding of what the next steps are and what to expect from the agent and also what to expect if things aren't going the way you want them to. If you're not getting offers, if you're not getting sold in 30 days or less, what are the next steps? And that should be laid out clearly at the time of doing a listing appointment. Andrew, we want to thank you very much for being part of Ask BBB on today's program. Thank you so much for having me. Our guest has been Andrew Crook, a broker of record with PC275, a real estate uh, brokerage here in London, and an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. When we return, we'll talk about making the most of your living space. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. And this portion of Ask BBB is about change. One of the biggest changes you can make is selling a home you have been living in for years. Or redesigning so your home is better tuned to your lifestyle and today's look. To talk about those changes and the best way to achieve them, we welcome Gloria Bartlett, president of fit to sell a company that specializes in home staging and redesign. Welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you. Um, Gloria, what is staging? It sounds like a show business term. Staging is the art of home presentation. And it can be a production. Uh, if you're selling, of course, your your home will become the star of the show. The producers will be your realtor, the homeowner, and of course, the home stager. And the audience will be the buying public. What are some of the rules of thumb then when you're staging? Uh, what are some of the things that you uh, concentrate on so that the home looks uh, most appealing to the most uh, people? Right. So we all uh, watch HGTV, and uh, they tell you to declutter. So that is really key. Uh, Everyone needs to declutter, depersonalize. Then when it comes to staging, you have to show people uh, all the highlights of your house strategically by placing furniture and artwork. And being a designer, of course, I can turn around and just turn it from drab to fab by tweaking it here and tweaking it there. When should we start thinking about staging our house? Well, staging is a long process. Uh, We think of it's just placing furniture, but it isn't. It's the whole gamut. Um, So it starts from the cupboards. You go through the cupboards because once a buyer gets in your house, they're going to start looking around. You have to prove to them why they need to make an offer on this house. So it starts from going through the cupboards. So I would say that everybody should take a good uh, concentrated month uh, at least or more to start, uh, and depending on the amount of time available, to start going through everything from top to bottom. Does the stager usually help uh, with that to point out the things that need to go and things that need to be put away? And and how does that achieved? Because if... You've been in a house for 35 years. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, so typically what will happen is I will go in and do a consultation. And during that consultation, I'll go from room to room telling you what needs to be done. There are two types of clients. Some types uh, will say, listen, I don't have time for this. Can you come in and do it so we can do it for you? Or uh, if you get the whole family together and work as a team, you can – Uh, attack all these items yourself, and then in the end, all you need is the designer to come in and stage your home once everything is done. 
Is the stager usually hired separate from the real estate agent, or do you work sometimes with the real estate agent? Is the cost kind of rolled in? How does that work, Gloria? So I work with uh, both. Uh, Some people will just call me uh, to come and uh, do a consultation so that I can help them prepare their house for sale, and then they have their own connection with their agent. I have a large amount of uh, realtors that I work with, and they will sometimes say, come, we will pay for a three-hour consultation, and then can you do anything special for my client? And because they're dealing through the realtor, uh, the client will benefit uh, from a reduced rate. So how much change is involved in this process, and will we experience a different lifestyle after it's staged? Yes, there is usually a lot of change because to live and to sell are completely different. Uh, when you're selling, it's all about keeping the charm but highlighting all the positives about a house. People are in your house for a very short period of time. You want to make sure that they didn't overlook an important feature of the house because it's cluttered to begin with. And then, of course, often when I'll go in and I'll do staging and I may uh, move the TV in a different angle or chairs in a different angle, there will be some inconveniences usually when it comes to staging. But if it's done properly, the house should sell fairly now, shortly. When we talk of stages, life has its stages as well. So do you get called upon for redesign when we move into a different stage of our life, say, uh, into the empty nest? Uh, do you go in and, and help redesign the home so it's more compatible with that changing lifestyle? Yes, absolutely. Um, It started off many years ago. uh, People said, wow, my house looks great uh, to sell, but wouldn't it be nice if I could live like that? So it started. (laughs) uh, It started that way. And then as people transition, as you're saying, um, they will come in and I will help them downsize, but I prefer to call it right size, um, to suit their their new lifestyle. So that might be uh, a process if you did the redesign first and then eventually uh, go into staging for for, uh, selling as well. That's right. And then you get involved in the whole transition. Sometimes it's a move from the home to some place where we're going to uh, be in a smaller or downsized unit. Uh, That's called transition, eh? For seniors. Are you doing a lot of that these days? Yes, I am. I'm doing an awful lot of it. Um, We are uh, a society that needs to realize as we're getting older that the the large house is going to become smaller and smaller and eventually probably into a small uh, apartment or a senior resident. Uh, So what I do is I'll go and I'll help them. This is a much longer process and you hold uh, the people's hand. You had mentioned earlier about taking about a month to go through the closets and and downsize the contents of that before uh, the big staging occurs. But in terms of time, how long does the whole process take if we're going to do it properly and vigorously? Um, I would say that probably the good month is is a pretty good estimate of time from soup to nuts, uh, meaning having it ready for the market and uh, picture perfect. So what should consumers look for when we're choosing a company like uh, yours, Gloria, for home staging and other services that you've talked about? Um, I would say the first thing is you want to make sure that people are uh, not just decorators. You want to make sure that uh, decorating is quite personal, so then we seem to be a little bit more on the personalized side. So you want to make sure that somebody is certified, 
uh, in redesign home staging or home staging. Um, you want to make sure that they're full-time, not part-time, and that they have the credentials. And I think a good way is if they have a website that probably will describe quite clearly um, what services they're offering. And, of course, we always recommend that you check the BBB website. And if uh, the business is accredited, that's a pretty good sign, too. It certainly is. Gloria, thanks very much for being with us on Ask BBB today. Thank you. Our guest has been Gloria Bartlett, who is president of Fit to Sell, a company that specializes in home staging and redesign, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And when we return, we'll talk about how you can help others who are checking out a business. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. So let's talk for a minute about how important customer reviews are to businesses, Linda. Online reviews have become part of our day-to-day life online. Uh, 88% of consumers claim that online reviews impact their purchasing decisions. Whether you're looking for a new hairstylist, an online clothing retailer, or even a roofer, consumers turn to online to learn of firsthand experiences with businesses. Consumers today want to know the good and the bad of businesses before they hand over their hard-earned money to them. So, so what makes the BBB customer reviews unique, Linda? The power of customer reviews coupled with BBB's detailed business information gives consumers even more reason to use the Better Business Bureau as a one-stop free resource on how to find businesses they can trust. How BBB customer reviews differ from other online reviews is that we verify the reviewer. We verify emails, follow up directly with the business, check IP addresses, and implement other safeguard efforts before the review is ever posted. We also don't allow third-party or anonymous reviews. So it doesn't become one of those uh, dialogues. It's a review from that single party that has dealt with the business. Yeah. And, we confirm, and we confirm with the business that they acknowledge that it was a customer. So how do, um, how do consumers submit a review to the BBB reviews? Go to bbb.org backslash reviews. You can search for a business there and complete a review online or go directly on the business's BBB profile and click Submit a Review. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about negative reviews. How, how can a business deal with those if, if they do happen? Negative reviews happen. No business is perfect, but it is how a business deals with the issue which will show uh, a future consumer that they have integrity. There are always two sides to the story. Knowing both helps consumers make wise purchasing decisions. If a business receives a negative review, BBB encourages the business to respond to the review in a professional manner. The business will explain their side of the issue and if there is a recourse, what they can do to fix the issue. This shows readers of the online review that there might have been an issue, but the business is professional professional and ethical. In fact, how a business deals with the issues is one of the things consumers like to know. So sometimes even if they see that uh, the business has had a a problem, how they deal with it uh, will say that if I do have a problem, I know that they're going to deal with it in a professional and ethical way. 
We actually encourage all of the businesses to promote reviews to their customers. It's a great way to get your clientele to be your cheerleaders. After a service or purchase is completed, you can simply ask them to go online to tell others about their experience, whether it is on BBB.org, Facebook, or other review sites. You can also send your customers an email where they simply just have to link or click to a link of a button that will take them to a review site. Better Business Bureau provides businesses with several different marketing options to help promote their reviews. So when you're uh, doing business, if you've done business with uh, an accredited BBB business, we would encourage uh, all of our uh, consumers to go online and post a review. That will help others who are looking for uh, doing something. It's kind of like uh, conversations that we have with people after we've done some business, like buy a car or, or done redecorating, who did it for you. Uh, we like to be able to recommend them. So in this case, this is an opportunity to let a lot of other people know that you've had a, a really good experience. Right. And it's also nice to see if a business acknowledges the reviews, thanks you for the reviews, or even if they disagree with the review, acknowledges it and uh, understands their perspective and offers their lens on their side of the story. Well, Linda, once again, thank you for all of this valuable information. That's about our time for this edition of Ask BBB. And remember, you can always ask BBB by visiting our website at bbb.org. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. If you are a business owner and are interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, call us or go online to bbb.org backslash Western hyphen Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.